Dad and I had another fight. So I'm afraid if we stay under the same roof together, we'll do irreparable harm to the, the relationship we have as it is. You might remember why you moved him in in the first place. You wanted to get closer to Dad. I still do. There isn't anything I'd like more, but he makes it impossible. I can't read my book, I can't have my coffee, I can't have any peace in my own home. So what you're saying is you want to be closer to Dad, but you don't actually want him around. Do you have relatives of your own where you really like the relative or you love the relative? But you would hate to live with that relative. Whether they have bad habits or whether you get under each other's skin when that happens, you know, how do you deal with those types of situations? That's one of the many questions you can call me about. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And you can pick up the phone right now and give me a call at toll free 1-877-DR-KENNER toll-free 1-877-DRKENNER and you can also go to my website drkenner.com and that drop was from Fraser. And right now we're turning to the phones and welcome Anna. Anna, you have a daughter who was labeled ADHD? Yes. Yeah, tell me what's going on with her. Well, um, the teacher at her uh, voluntary um, kindergarten class, pre-K, um, after about a month, she approached me and said that she thought Sarah could possibly have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder because she couldn't sit still, and she immediately brought up medication, and, and I, I, was, I just was shocked because, you know, my daughter, yes, she's active, but I just thought that was kind of a quick uh, diagnosis. Um, so what was she's it gonna be, Yeah, go ahead. She's going to be starting kindergarten in, uh, this year in August. And I'm concerned because I think the moment I put her in school, within a week, I know the teacher's going to call me and probably say, you know, has your daughter been tested or, you know, is she hyperactive? And, and I, I'm a nurse, and I don't want to have my daughter on any medication at all. Okay, tell and, me. Uh, go ahead. And I'm, I, I've, I've been searching the web, and I know there's just so many so many alternatives to medication and, and possibly even a misdiagnosis. And I, I see how many times these children are misdiagnosed because they're either highly intelligent or they're just not, they don't fit the typical mold. Oh, I you love know? what you just said. I love, that's, that is the page that I am typically on. I worked mm -hmm. with lots of kids. I worked with highly abused kids for several mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. and I was in court all the time uh, just being the voice of the child. And I'll tell you, all of, from all the kids that I saw who were highly traumatized, I think mm -hmm. I saw one that had what I might consider attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And it wasn't that they weren't anxious. It wasn't that they weren't bouncing off the walls at times. It was that ADHD used to be called, do you remember, do you know what it was called? Minimal brain. Minimal brain yes. damage. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and because minimal, nobody wants their child to have minimal brain damage. No. And so it was a very unpopular diagnosis. And, you know, you might, it might be a forceps delivery where there was trauma to the brain. It might be some other problem. But there's trauma to the brain and the child cannot focus. But the children that I have seen are the exact opposite. These kids are darling. They are energized like a Mark Twain. Or like my own little son. My, my son, I think of ADHD, or a colleague of mine called it the disease du jour. <laughs> and there were two offices where I used to work. And I used to work in a group practice. And if you walked into one office with your child, the child would typically, you know, if the teacher said the child has ADHD, the child would walk into the office and walk out 
with a diagnosis of guess mm-hmm. what? ADHD. Mm-hmm. Of course, they would mm-hmm. give the teacher the reports. They would try to get collaborative evidence. Um, but if you get any healthy child or a bright child who's bored in a dull class mm-hmm. or a teacher who wants the kids to just behave, she's overloaded, too many kids, mm-hmm. or she's burned exactly. out, she doesn't exactly. love her job, then right. you know, medication looks very good. It's not oh, around sure. kid. Sure. So uh, I do think that you can have brain, d- a child can have brain damage. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that that's not the case, but I am saying before I would ever get near that diagnosis with my child. Mm-hmm. I would first want to make sure what the, the facts were that led the teacher to suspect this. I would want her raw data. Mm-hmm. The other thing I would want to do is look at all alternative explanations. You might have a right. very bright kid. You're an, an right. educated mom. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a nurse. And she, or she might be just, you know, kids have different, different temperaments. Well, Um, you know, I just want to say um, there's a lot of family dynamics that are going on. I just graduated uh, with my associate's degree in nursing, um, so and I'm separated from my husband, and so there's a lot of things that have been going on in her life that are disruptive, and I know that all this can play a part if she could possibly be depressed or... You know, and, and I, I'm trying to take all that into consideration, but I was thinking of taking her to a psychologist and having her evaluated. Whatever I had to do to, you know, to get away from the ADHD and possibly come, come up with something else. Yeah, what I would... could be wrong. Let me tell you what I would do. I, I went to school while my kids were young, and I spent an enormous amount of time, but I still had mommy yeah. guilt that I wasn't <laughs> around enough Yeah. <laughs> And what you what what works fabulously? I mean, I spent hours upon hours reading child rearing books, and mm. I repeat this all the time on my show because I think these bo- the authors I'm about to mention are the gold standard in parenting. And it's uh, you can go to my website, drkenner.com, d-r-k-e-n-n-e-r.com, and mm-hmm. I won't take the time to go over the names in detail, but it's how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk. Oh, yes. A total breath of fresh air. You can teach the course. They have courses you can teach. It's available. They have how to talk so kids will learn. Mm-hmm. How to talk even so teens will will talk. Oh, I have a twelve year old. <laughs> okay, so what what I, I what this is what happened when when the kids went into one office they would come out with ADHD. When they came into my office, I looked at exactly what you're saying. That's where I was going next. So you, I love that you beat me to the punch. I looked at the family dynamics. What's going on? Possibly going on in your child's mind. Is she worried about the divorce? Is she missing you? Does mm-hmm. she feel like this? An older sibling. I mean, that's a exactly. huge age gap. Twelve years mm-hmm. old, and what's? Yes. Are they bio She's, biological? Yes, yes, they are. And uh, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say she's, she'll be five, and my son will be thirteen okay. in November. So there what is are a the, difference. In a nutshell, because we're short on time, what yes. are the dynamics are there that could be causing little Sarah to just feel a little discombobulated? Well, the biggest one is missing her father, and we are separated. He comes and stays. We're working on our marriage, so he's here a few days a week, and then he leaves. And I think that really has a big Im- impact on her. Why does she? She's like, why does my daddy leave, and why does he come back and then go? And and uh, and sometimes I think, you know, maybe I'm just making all this worse. And I'm trying to stay together for the sake of my kids. Oh, well don't as, do that. You know, I don't, listen. 
Susan, I don't, I don't have enough data to answer that uh, specifically. But if you're trying to stay together for your kids, I will tell you that older kids have said that it, it, I feel so guilty because my parents were unhappily married. They stayed together for de- a decade for me. I wish they hadn't done that because now I feel guilty. I'm in college and they're divorcing. And, you know, you don't realize what consequences there are. Yes, if I you, know. If you I love, listen, if you love your husband and if it's worth fighting for, um, fighting for the marriage and you think there's a good chance of having him as your romantic partner, go for it. Get the Mm. counseling. Read the book Passionate Marriage, which is also on my website. But if the the two of you are just uh, perpetrating a fraud, you're staying together, but you're not in love. Right, or you like right. each other, but you're not, you know, <laughs> d- don't try, don't, don't do that to yourselves or the kids because you're teaching them how to lie and you will be bitter and cynical. When your kids start dating and want have a happy relationship, you'll say, well, I <laughs> suffered for you. Listen, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Thank you so very much for the call. Thank Anna, you. I'll call back anytime. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. And uh, coming up, we'll have your phone calls. If you pick up the phone right now, my number's toll-free, one 877 dr R-K-E-N-N-E-R.